Welcome to the Rise Up with Julie Baumgartner podcast. Today, our guest is a young man of extraordinary accomplishment. He is the son of immigrants from Nigeria to the United States. Born and raised in Dallas, Texas, he persevered to excellence in sports and was recruited by the Naval Academy, providing opportunities for both an education and a career after graduation, the United States Navy. He has served his country as a surface warfare officer for 11 years and counting. While doing that, he pursued his passion for driving and driving fast, becoming a NASCAR driver. He is now the only current driver in all of NASCAR at the national level that has ever served his country and still currently does. He is a motivational speaker and an accomplished businessman to add to his credits. Today, he joins us from California and shares with the Rise Up listeners his path to success, the discipline it took to achieve his goals, and his hopes and plans for his future. Today, we welcome Jesse Wuji. Jesse, thank you for being here today. You are a young man who has a lot going on and a lot going for you, but that seems very intentional and very purposed. Tell me what has inspired you. Tell me about your upbringing and what what encourages you to be the successful man that you are. Yeah, so a lot a lot has really inspired me to get to where I've been able to get to over the last few years, actually the last many, many years now. But, you know, for me, originally, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Both of my parents immigrated from Nigeria to the U.S. back in the 80s. Um, they didn't have much when they got here. It was just kind of like my, my dad basically decided that, you know, if he was going to have any kind of opportunity in life to go out and succeed, it was going to be in this country in America. So he came out here, I brought my mom out here, got married, and then decided to settle in Dallas, Texas and have me and my two brothers and my sister. And growing up in Dallas, you know, naturally, Texas, you know, football is the biggest thing in Texas. So I graduated, or sorry, I gravitated towards uh, football and played football in middle school and high school and uh, grinded really hard to you know get better and better and better. And during high school is really when I kind of learned that with a lot of effort, dedication, a lot of energy, focus energy towards a, a goal, you can actually achieve something no matter how far-fetched it might seem. And for me, getting off to call, going off to college and playing college football, you know, it seemed like a, some type of crazy dream that might not be possible because at that time I wasn't really that good at football. So I had to work really hard to get better, but I did. And, and I saw that, hey, if I put time and effort and energy towards something and have a lot of faith and, and pray and you know, do all the right things, it can actually come true. So that's when I kind of confirmed that. And once I knew that, then it made it easier for me to go after other dreams in life. So eventually I got recruited by the Naval Academy. They wanted me to come play football there. And I thought it was a great decision to go there, play football for a great team, get a great education, and then be able to um, serve as an officer in the United States Navy after I graduate. So it was just a win in all different ways. Went to the Naval Academy, got there in 2006, played football there all four years, graduated in 2010 became a surface warfare officer in the Navy. What we do as surface warfare officers is we drive ships. So I was on ships for my first four years in the Navy. I went on a couple of deployments. I spent a bunch of time in the Middle East, the Arabian Gulf, sailed around there a lot. And um, what, back at home in San Diego at that time, because I was stationed in San Diego, when I'd come back from these deployments and I'd have free time, I was starting to pick up a new hobby, a new thing, and that was cars. 
And naturally, when you start liking cars, eventually you want to go fast in cars. And eventually, when you want to go fast in cars, eventually you want to go find a track to do it at safely. And I started finding some tracks near me, going there, doing all that stuff. And eventually that led me towards, you know what? I like cars. I like going fast on tracks with fast cars. Why not try to do it professionally? Why not try to become a professional race car driver? And um, kind of taking some of the things I learned during my high school time of learning how to, you know, put focus energy, have a grind, have a clear vision, all that stuff, putting that stuff that I used to get myself from not being a good football player to being a better football player and eventually going to college and playing college football. I took all that and I started applying it to what I wanted to do in my racing journey. And eventually, you know, starting in 2015 through now, I started basically found my way into a race car, started working my way up the ranks. And now I'm racing at the national level of NASCAR. And um, it's been a huge blessing and opportunity to be able to do all the stuff I've been able to do. But, you know, big thanks to my parents for for showing me the way as far as like, you know, showing me how effort can lead towards um, accomplishing things because their effort that they put in to get their educations for their effort that they put in to start the businesses that they started and, and work really hard at the job that they had while still having businesses on the side, all that stuff, I learned from it. And that's what allowed me to, I guess, tell myself that it's okay to work hard because when you work hard, you can, you can achieve things. And, and that's, that's a basic gist of my story. And it, that's a, an amazing story. So they instilled in you work ethic and determination. And I love how you have on your, your website that you have a love of country and, and a fighting spirit for that. And I think you have a, a fighting determined spirit in everything that you, you are striving to accomplish. I, I read a quote from an article and it said that a hobby evolved into a passion. And one day you wrote a message to yourself on a whiteboard in your bedroom to become a professional race car driver. And that quote was using some of the resourceful skills I learned at the Academy and as an officer in the Navy, I began piecing together ways to make it happen. I started following the plan I created. Can you talk a little bit about that plan and how important it is to have a plan and how you developed that plan? Yeah. So, you know, when, when it comes to going after any goals and dreams in life, it, it's, it's, it's very, very key to start planning out how you want to do it. You're not going to exactly know every step of the journey of how it's supposed to go or what's going to happen. But you can, at least initially in the beginning, develop some sort of direction so that you can start going in a certain direction. If you don't come up with any kind of plan, basically, if you fail to plan, you're going to plan to fail. And that's basically what happens. So you've got to come up with some plan. But the thing is also, too, at the same time is while you're developing this plan on what you're going to do to start going after a goal and dream, you got to make sure that you don't get stuck in this whole analysis paralysis stage, which happens to a lot of people. Like they, they have a goal, they have a dream, they see themselves accomplishing whatever it is. And then they're like, okay, I'm gonna start planning and they start planning and planning and doing research. But then all of a sudden, like year one, year two, year three goes by and they're still planning, planning and researching. It's like, hey, you're not like actually going after your goal. Now you're just stuck and you're basically paralyzed in the analysis portion of it. So and I, that's what I call analysis paralysis, where you're just you're paralyzed. And in, in, in the analysis part, and you can, you continue to plan, 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 you continue to research, 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 but you're never like going anywhere. You're just stuck right there. So you got to understand that, yes, you do have to plan. You do got to lay out some sort of direction of where you want to at least start the journey. But at some point, you just got to jump. 
you got to jump. And sometimes the planning happens after you jump. I always tell people, you know, you know, like in the business world, just really going after anything in life, you know, imagine yourself being in a plane about to skydive. The skydive portion is basically you like <laughs> jumping into uh, a crazy journey that that is is terrifying. But sometimes instead of, you know, sitting on the plane forever, you're trying to perfectly pack your parachute. Sometimes you just grab the parachute, grab the bag and jump and then figure it out on the way down. <laughs> what, what is your plan going forward now? So my plan going forward is I have a bunch of them. It's not just one thing. So on the NASCAR side of things right now, you know, I've made it up to the NASCAR truck series and NASCAR Xfinity series. My plan there is to continue to gain experience in those series so that I can eventually make it up to the NASCAR cup series. I also want to eventually have my own race team, um, be racing for my race team or ha and have other people like other service members and, and folks who maybe don't always have the opportunity to get into racing, be part of this team, whether they're driving or being part of the crews or being part of the staff or wherever we got to make it happen. But, you know, that that's one of my plans right there, at least on the racing side of things. On the business side of things, I have a few businesses now. So back when I first started racing, I had to figure out a way to make extra money on the side to pay for this racing. Mm -hmm. So I started my own small business where I was hosting drag racing events at local drag strips at, at, near me. And, you know, it, it started growing a lot. And now I'm putting on multiple events throughout the year. So eventually I want to continue to grow that. I want to grow my trucking and transportation business that I have. I have real estate investing, a real estate investing business where I'm basically, you know, investing in different real estate properties around the country where, you know, places where I see that there's potential to make money. So um, I'm doing that. I want to grow that. And then I have an esports business where we're hosting uh, sim racing events because esports is growing a lot and it's a great realm to really jump into. So I got that going. I want to grow that league and be the be the, uh, the, the biggest sanctioning body of simulator racing out there. So that's, that's the goal with that. So planning a lot of stuff out with that, um, knocking it out, executing on that. And then, you know, also there's another component after racing. I want to get into the Hollywood world. I want to be in big movies. So, you know, working on different things I can do right now to kind of prep myself for that. But that's where I see myself after, after racing. You had a, at least one possibly excellent break when you attended a fashion show. Elaborate a little bit about that. Yeah, so that was back in 2000 and uh, end of 2016, I believe, going into 2017. I was at a show and it was a show that was part of the grand opening of a store. And Sean Merriman, who played in the NFL for some years for the Chargers and the Bills, he happened to be there because of his clothing apparel line, Lights Out. And uh, when he was there, I, I got the opportunity to meet him and, and through just networking and stuff, was able to uh, figure out a way for him to get him into the whole NASCAR world. And uh, for a couple of years there, 2017, 2018, I basically had him as my car owner in, in, my, in the lower levels of NASCAR that I was racing in as I was working my way up the ranks. And at that time, it was a NASCAR K&N series. So I was uh, racing and he was my car owner and it was pretty cool. And you know, since I, I've graduated up to the upper levels of NASCAR, we couldn't still do that same deal anymore, but it was mm -hmm. pretty cool to at least have it when we did. And I still stay in touch with them. He's, he's gone off and done some great things too. He has his Lights Out League now, which is a like almost like a UFC style MMA league that's doing pretty well. So I keep in touch with him on all that stuff. But yeah, it's a pretty cool opportunity. But it just goes to show when you, when you go out places and you're ready to network, you never know what's going to happen from networking. Yes. And you had a strategy when you first began, you had a crowdfunding campaign. Is that yeah. right? How did that went viral, actually? So tell us a little bit on on how you achieved that. 
Yeah. So back in 2015, when I first uh, got into racing, I was once again, trying to figure out how to get the funding to make it happen. At that point, I believe I had started my first business and I was still trying to grow it. It wasn't like it was doing all right, but it wasn't doing well enough to pay for my racing yet. So I started a crowdfunding campaign and that crowdfunding campaign is um, what I used to kind of get into my, I think my second and third race. So that crowdfunding campaign, basically, I had a bunch of friends, family, you know, people, classmates who were graduated with at the Naval Academy, alumni from the Naval Academy, just everyone who wanted to support the journey. They donated money in. I think we raised like maybe $8,000 or so, but it was enough to uh, get me into a couple of races. And uh, it was super, super helpful on like keeping my journey alive in the early stages. How long did it take you from your initial interest to being the status in NASCAR that you are now? Um, well, we're six years in now. So initial interest was really uh, 2014 was the initial interest. And then 2015 is when I actually basically started racing. I got into, you know, a late model stock car and started racing in that, which is like the lowest level of NASCAR and then worked my way up into the NASCAR K and N series, which was a step above that. And then the ARCA series, which is a step above that. And then the, now the NASCAR truck series and Xfinity series, which is steps above that. And what is, what is the next big event? So the next big series that I'll be mm-hmm. in will be the NASCAR cup series. Eventually I got, I got a lot of work to do to get there. You know, I got to get more seat time, get better as a driver, get more funding. There's a lot of, a lot of things that got to happen to make that happen, but I'm working towards it. It's a goal of mine. It's what I want to do. I want to get there and race full time. You mentioned earlier the importance of education and preparing yourself, having a career for your future. Can you encourage our listeners a little bit about the importance of education? Yeah, so education, it's big. It's its a big part of, you know, your growth as a, as I would say, as a person. And, you know, there's some people out there who say, oh, yeah, you don't have to do this or this to go, you know, make a lot of money in the world or whatever. And yeah, maybe it's true. Yeah, you don't have to necessarily go to college to go make a lot of money, you know, but I think by getting a good education, at least at least getting your undergrad at the very minimum, you know, it helps you not that the stuff that you're going to learn doing it is going to be um, at least as the, on the on the academic side. It's not that all that stuff is going to be something you got to memorize all of it and keep it for the rest of your life because that's what's going to make you successful. No, not really. It's more of um, just putting yourself in a position where you learn to problem solve. You learn to critically think past the high school level and problem solve and and problem solve in sometimes higher stress situations like, you know, during tests, during projects, all that stuff. And when you do it all right, it teaches you those skills. It teaches you how to work with people during with projects. It teaches you how to manage your time and schedule and be certain places and all that stuff. So it helps all that basic stuff that some people who don't go get their undergrads and all that. So some of these people like never understand and in a whole life. And they wonder why like they like have issues. <laughs> they like can't be somewhere on time. Like they have a meeting and they like, like, you know, like that don't show up or, you know, don't understand the importance of like, hey, I got to like be there or, you know, whatever it is. Um, All these basic stuff is stuff that you learn in, in school. So getting your education, doing it right. I think it's super helpful. Now, you know, I'm not sitting here saying you have to go get, you know, aerospace engineering degree or anything like that. You don't need to do all that stuff, you know, just, but just, you know, go through, you know, your get through high school, of course, get through your undergrad and, and college. And if you want to go off and get your master's, great. Uh, but all this stuff just helps teach you some basic critical thinking skills that you can take on with you and, and from there use it and apply it to other things in life. Don't go to college, especially for your undergrad, thinking that my, this undergrad I'm going to get is going to be what I use to do my job when I 
get out of you know college and I graduate college. No, because I got a general science degree at the Naval Academy. That has nothing to do with anything I'm doing in life, any of my businesses, anything. And I'm making plenty of money on all that stuff without my college degree. But there's a lot of things I learned in college, skills and concepts that I'm applying to life now that is helping me be successful. What made you go for that major? Yeah, for that major, at first I was a mechanical engineer. I was uh, I was like a year into that. And it was getting very, very difficult as far as like, you know, like I was looking at it, I was like, okay, if I want to continue to play football and run track and try to graduate the Naval Academy academically, like I got something's going to have to go because I, I just wasn't able to balance it all at once. I just, did, I just didn't have enough time and I wasn't going to sleep two hours a night every night, you know, like I, I was just like, no, I need to be able to get this. Like this is a marathon and I'm not trying to kill myself now. <laughs> so basically what I did was uh, I switched from mechanical engineering to general science because a lot of my classes still tra- transferred over to that major. So that it helped make that a little bit easier. And then, you know, I liked it because it was a mixture of a lot of different things. It was a mixture between engineering, math, sciences, physics, all that stuff. So I liked it because it was general. Like it hit all different kinds of points without going too crazy deep into one. So I liked it. It gave me, it made me more, more well-rounded, I believe. So you are someone who sets challenges, meets challenges. What were some of your biggest challenges and how have you overcome them? Yeah, biggest challenges. I've had a lot. I mean, I have big challenges all the time. Sometimes in the business world, sometimes mm-hmm. in the NASCAR world, you know, to sit here and name any one individual one is kind of tough because there's just so many of them. But uh, what I can say is when you are met with a challenge, when you're met with an obstacle, when you're hit the wall is right there and you hit it you have to understand that if you know if you know the journey was meant to be like you clearly saw in the beginning a vision of you accomplishing whatever the goal was but that means that the goal is accomplished already in the future all you have to do is get there and in in order to get there you must stay strong enough long enough when you hit a wall um, that wall is meant to uh, you either go over it you go under it you go around it or you go through it either way it's going to be painful in some way but you, you can get through it. There is no wall that's like impenetrable. There is no wall that can't, that you can't find some way around or over or whatever. There's always a way. You just got to be willing to, to make it work. You might need some help from some people. You might have to go learn a few things, whatever you have to do, but you got to push through that wall. And there might be multiple walls on your way through. That's just going to happen. It's happened to me many times. I wish, I wish it just all got easier, but half the time it just gets harder so you got to continue to grind um, the higher you want to go the, the taller you want to build that skyscraper the deeper you're going to have to dig and that's what i've learned in life and um, it's a grind but understand that it's okay like that's what happens so don't quit just because life is asking you to dig deeper don't quit just because there's a wall don't quit because someone got in your way don't quit because someone tripped you up don't quit because someone took everything away from you it's okay. As long as you clearly saw the end goal. Like if you clearly saw it in the beginning, that means it's already done. Just keep moving. Things will come back. Things will get back. You'll eventually be okay. You'll make it to the end. Just just stay strong enough, long enough. You are very personable. And I know that you acknowledge your fans when they reach out to you, you respond. You are a people person. So you encourage others. Who do you have to encourage you? Do you have a team around you and, and how did you get that team that is supporting you? 
Yeah. So for me, I, I, yeah, I like uh, reaching back to fans and all that stuff. I have a lot of people who send me messages on all different social media platforms mm-hmm. all the time. So I, I do my best to basically answer all of them in a, in, in a timely manner if I can. Yeah. Sometimes it might take some days, <laughs> but uh, I try to give back to all of them. And uh, for me, I handle it all myself. I don't have anybody else who handles all that stuff. So sometimes I'll have a hundred messages in you know, a day or two or three. And I got to get through all of them, but I do it myself. Now, as far as people around me, I try to keep the best people around me who are, who have my best interest in mind and also want to see, you know, want to see me succeed, but people yes. who also want to elevate their lives too. You know, I, I don't like being around people who don't want to elevate their life because that's the downer and we all need to be trying to go up at some point. So that's what I try to do. I just try to surround myself around good people, good hearted people, good, you know, good more good moral people <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it helps have you ever had to cut people out of your life yeah 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 exactly yeah that happens it happens you just some, you start seeing something not going the way it needs to people going down bad paths and you gotta move them off to the side because like look you can't be part of this journey if you're gonna go on the wrong the, the wrong way mm-hmm. like we, we need to go up and 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 I don't cut people out of their life because maybe something didn't go right. I cut people out because they're intentionally going down a certain route that is not a good route. You know, you start intentionally doing things. Yeah. You're out. <laughs> you're out. You're out of there. Yeah. Let's talk about iRacing, e-racing. You are, <laughs> you, <laughs> you are consistently fan voted in. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so NASCAR is doing this thing because esports is, you know, obviously growing a lot. And uh, in between some of the real life races, they have uh, virtual races where you can race from home um, in your racing simulator. And they're having a NASCAR Cup Series drivers do these. They have 10 of them for the year. I think they've already done four of them so far. And they've always had like one extra spot for the races and, and fans get to vote their favorite driver who's not in the NASCAR Cup Series into the race. And I, I've had the opportunity to get voted three times into it. It's been cool to have a three-peat. I mean, it's cool to see the fan support. People, you know, who basically love what I'm doing and want to see me succeed. So uh, I've had the opportunity to race there. I think I am, I think my average finish, somewhere in the middle, mid, mid-pack. I have finished top 10 at Darlington, which is nice. So yeah, it's a grind, but it's tough racing against those guys, but I had fun. When you were at the Naval Academy, you said that they tried everything to break you, but you had to be stronger. And I believe probably that that mindset has carried you forward to this point. And I know we're we're talking about an overall mindset for life, but how do you keep yourself motivated? Yeah, for me, um, keeping myself motivated, you know, I, I just look at the end goal, like whatever I saw as the end goal in my mind saying like where I have, where I'm going to go, who I'm going to become, what I'm going to be accomplished. I always keep that in mind. And so no matter what's happening, I understand like, it's okay. This is all part of it. Like this is not going to stop me. This is not going to stop me. As long as I don't quit, like none of this is going to stop me. So just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. That's what I do to kind of keep myself motivated to keep pushing forward. Also remember that there's other people who are trying to level their lives up. And as they're doing it, some of them are looking up to me. And if I quit, then what's, who's going to inspire them to continue that, that might give them a reason to quit. If I don't, then they'll have a reason to not quit. So I just have to be the one that continues to shine that light in people's lives and show them it's okay to go through a journey. It's okay to sometimes hit some stumps. It's okay to, to, to say yes to yourself and go after what you want. And to encourage our listeners who would be probably under 35 years old, 
What is your best counsel and advice that you could give to them? My best advice would be, I would say these two things. Actually, yeah, it's really one thing. Read these two books. Read or listen to the audiobooks. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or Cash Flow Quadrants. Actually, and. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad first, and then go read or listen to Cash Flow Quadrants. Uh, that's both written by Robert Kiyosaki. Just listen to those two books, read them. If it makes sense to you, you'll you you understand. You'll understand if you are meant to understand it. <laughs> As a role model, and you are African American, and that is significant in the NASCAR racing world. Can you speak to those who feel that perhaps there is something about them that would hold them back? And you could encourage them to say, no, just go for it because you, you've got the goods. You've got what it takes. Yeah. You know, what I have to say for all that is, you know, never, never let race, never let gender, never let religion, never let any of that stuff be the reason why you don't go after something because maybe you don't see people in that space that are like you. Um, never let that stop you. You know, understand that you are who you are. You're different than others in many ways. And that's okay. You know, let your performance, let your character, let all that stuff, let your energy, let your focus, let your determination be what drives you forward. Let that be what um, qualifies you to be in the space that you're trying to go after. Don't just look at somewhere and be like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't do that because I'm not this. It doesn't matter. Become that, you know, and if it's something you can't change, like obviously, you know, like your race, <laughs> you know, don't, don't let that stop you. You know, like, you know, become uh, a performer so that people don't even have to talk about race or this and that or anything like that just perform go perform and outdo everyone that you can in that space because when you do they can't say anything they can't it doesn't matter and you'll feel you'll know you'll feel good inside knowing that like no matter what you say it doesn't matter I still beat you <laughs> <laughs> and you are also the only at the national level active military or reserve military in NASCAR is that correct yeah, yeah. So right now, there's no other service members who are racing in the national level in NASCAR. When you were recruited into the Naval Academy, was that a whole different world for you? How did you acclimate to a new environment, a, a strenuous environment, and academically challenging? How did you acclimate to that? Yeah, so for me, prior to getting to the Naval Academy, I was fortunate enough where in high school, the football team I played for was really, really good. And the coaches were very, very, they disciplined us a lot. <laughs> so they were very, very strict. And they and they almost treated, they, they, they went about, I guess I would say, coaching the team in a very militaristic type way. You know, so there's a lot of things I learned in, in high school and football that were a lot of military terms that I knew prior to going into Naval Academy. I was like, oh, I already know what this is, you know, and they treated us in that way. And it was great because it, it made us a little bit more disciplined. We learned how to obviously, you know, follow directions, orders, you know, things like that. We learned how to not, you know, mind over matter type things, all these different things I learned in high school football. So when I got to college, it actually wasn't that bad. It wasn't like I was just this, you know person who was a rebel and and I was like I can't listen to anybody now like I was already ready I was already kind of formed <laughs> in a way where I could handle that stuff so and that's what really got me ready right there was really in high school getting a level of training from my coaches in football that was very military like so so discipline and and how are you disciplined now in your daily grind 
yeah, for daily grind, for me, I, I try to stick to my, my daily plans on what I need to accomplish each day. I understand that if I'm not doing stuff towards my goal each day, that means my goals will be dying. So I have to every day be doing something towards it, finding ways to you know improve certain parts of it. You're not going to be able to do everything in one day, but you can do a little bit here, do a little bit there, put it all together and just continue to kind of chip away on a day-to-day basis. And that's what's going to get you to the end. It's a, it's a marathon. It's not, it's not just a sprint. Do you make lists or do you journal or how do you keep track of your progress? I use my phone. I have my notes in my phone. I have like hundreds and hundreds of notes in my phone. So I use that to keep track of my day on what I need to do, what I need to accomplish, what my task lists are, different things like that. I just try to chip away at all that stuff as much as I can. So, and if people want to follow you and find you, where are you on social media and your website and yeah. So they can look me up on social media or, 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 you know, go to Google, type in my name, Jesse Wuji. That's J-E-S-S-E-I-W-U-J-I. If you can't remember how to spell it, just type in Navy NASCAR driver. I should be the only one that pops up. Uh, copy my name, type it in on all the social media channels. You'll see me pop up. There's only like one of me in the world. So it should be pretty easy. Well, thank you for your time today. And I wish you all the best. And you have an amazing story and an amazing life and you will go far. So thank Thank you you. for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Rise Up with Julie Baumgartner. Thank you for listening today. Rise up and let's be the best that we can be. And listen to this podcast that will both motivate and educate. Thank you. Thank you.